in any situation, whatever is going on, perspective is everything. And you can choose to take a negative perspective and choose to sit there, or you can choose to shift that perspective and say, okay, what good can come of this? So how you interpret the events of your life is extremely important. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We are your hosts, Leo Sabo and David Thompson. And on this episode of Getting Money Right, we're going to talk about how stress in our lives and in our finances can actually cause us to change, make better decisions, and have real progress in our lives. Stress isn't always bad. Financial stress can feel that way, but it actually can be a very good thing. So, Let's look at how to take financial stress and actually make it a positive thing. Yeah, today we're going to be looking at just that perspective and the mindset when stress happens in your life. We'll be talking about properly identifying the root of that financial stress and then some self-improvement and some catalysts for change that will come in our lives and then avoiding the belief that you're not good enough, that you're always behind, that you'll never get ahead, that that where you are today is not enough, when really the truth is that this is a day-by-day progression. Yep. So we're going to talk about that day-by-day progression as you improve. And so I think it's important just to realize that perspective in any situation, whatever is going on, perspective is everything. And this matters in so many situations. It matters from where you're standing. Let's say that there's an accident on the side of the road or on the highway. Where you're standing, you can see something that somebody else can't see. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where you were standing, where you were looking, when the accident happened, it all matters and it's all going to have a different detail to fill out that full picture. And you can choose to take a negative perspective and choose to sit there or you can choose to shift that perspective and say, okay, what good can come of this? So how you interpret the events of your life is extremely important. Yeah. And like you said, David, when you're willing to make that shift, then everything begins to shift. Everything begins to change. And it's so important to realize that it it's not an easy thing to do, right? If, if you're trying to convince me of something that I've believed all my life, it's not going to be something that I can just quickly be, you know, won over and changed. It may take some wrestling. It may take some internal uh, dialogue and, and even searching my beliefs and saying, is everything I've believed about this true? So we have to recognize that when it comes to financial decisions, a lot of who we are, how we've been raised, what we've seen our parents do, how we've seen others interact with money and money decisions, that impacts us. It affects us. So having financial stress is something that all of us will or have experienced. So it's not a bad thing, but perspective, how we actually deal with it and what we do with it is very, very important. I think another thing that makes financial stress a bit stressful is that we have this innate desire to be good, to do better, to improve our lives. I mean, I know that my parents wanted me to be better and achieve more than they did right? My parents were first generation immigrants coming from Romania. So they didn't have the same opportunities and, and choices that I did. So they brought us here with the hopes that we would have a better life. And in the same way with my children, now they're grown, they have their own children. I want that for them. 
But that's not unique to me and my wife or to our family. It's actually something we all desire. There's an internal desire for us to matter, to do something that goes beyond us, to be part of something that's greater. And that can be the very thing that makes stress even more uh, difficult because we feel like we're failing at being that kind of person. And if it's something that we've brought on ourselves, right? Maybe we spend too much, maybe we have too much debt, whatever. We can actually look at that and allow that to become a negative filter that we see our life through. And that could be a very difficult thing to change our perspective and think it differently. Yeah, we all have this understanding that our lives on this earth are finite mm -hmm. and that we're at some point we're not going to be here and we want to make a lasting impact and we want to really live this life to the fullest of what it has to offer. And so we're constantly thinking, okay, how can I do this better? And this is where you see self-improvement, you know, books and self-improvement, self-help, um, just exploding all around the country in videos and in podcasts and in books. And it's, it's good. There's nothing wrong with a desire to improve mm -hmm. if you have the right perspective. And if you're not letting that take you down a trajectory of shame or pain or fear or insecurity, or if it's not being driven by one of those roots, mm. understanding what the root desire of the desire to improve and increase. Yeah. And, and if you're doing it with the wrong root, it will shade the kind of fruit that comes out the other end. And so we talked about that a lot in our episode 98 and 99 on roots and fruits in our finances. And Leo, you and I are both self-improvement type of guys. Yes, <laughs> and yes we, we, are. we have this podcast because we want to help other people. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, I'm looking at your wall right now of books and you've got bookshelves of books of things that you have a desire to learn and grow. I see stuff on counseling. I see stuff on history. I see stuff on finances. I see stuff uh, on business. I leadership. Mean, just, yeah. Leadership, right. And it's all based on, I, I, like, I don't read a lot of fiction books, which drives my wife right. crazy. Like, we'll go on vacation. I'll read a, a self-improvement book. And she's like, dude, you're on vacation. Like, take something that you don't have to think about. You <laughs> just read a story. Yeah. And she has some some uh, point there. But, but I am. I'm driven. I, I like to improve and I like to help people. Yeah, I, the last book that I took on vacation was Master Your Money by Ron Blue. And it is <laughs> wow. it's a, it's a it's an awesome awesome book. It's a, I don't think it's a hard read, but it's a little bit dense yeah. because you are learning to master your money and he goes through some very detailed and specific things that you can do. Yeah. And uh, and most people wouldn't read it on their vacation. Yeah. You know, it's interesting uh, both of us are are somewhat fans of the Strengths Finder and we both know our five strengths. But my number one is restorative. And that's so, when I found that out, when I took the assessment and realized restorative was my number one, it just so fit who I am. Like I want to continue to improve myself, but I also want to restore people. Uh, I was having coffee with a friend of mine this morning and through the conversation, he told me that his engine light came on on his car oh. and he was about to take it into the shop. And he's like, oh, I'm going to have to have them look at that too. Although that's not the reason why he was bringing the car in. So he said, I hope they can look at both of them. I said, well, why don't you just come to the house? I'll put it on my scanner and we could at least find out what's causing it. Right. And maybe we can clear it. I didn't even think about that's going to be inconvenience because it wasn't part of my day. I hadn't planned it. It was just something that's just natural to me. Like the fact that I could have him come to my house, plug that thing in for 10 minutes and have him walk away with the problem fixed gave me a sense of purpose. Yeah, I've done something to restore in some way order to disorder. And that's what that's what's wonderful about improvement is that it is something that drives you to be better and to help others. And I think, you know, not everybody feels that way about the way I do it, but all of us have that inner desire yeah. to matter, to create something lasting and to help others. I think it's innate. 
when you restore things, you get fulfilled personally. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's a part of who you are. There's an important piece of this, of self-awareness of where you are in a certain season and who you are, how you're wired and what's inside of you. Uh, I love to, I have a positive spin on everything that I do. And I, I, I actually love to put people around me who have a restorative gift mm. because my positivity causes me to not see the problems mm. at the same level of depth. And I just walk right past them and don't even notice them. So when somebody can help draw that to light, you know, bring, bring some attention to the areas that need to be improved, I'm like, oh, that's great. We can dig into that. And positively, that'll make things even better moving yes. forward. They were already good, but it'll be yeah. even better. Um, so it's really fun to look at who we are uh, and realize that we're all improving. None of us are alone in this process and in this life. Everybody comes from some brokenness. Everybody comes from some pain and some wounds in their life. And so together we are, as the human race, learning. And there are things that I'm still blown away when I learn them. I'm like, how did I not know this before? Mm-hmm. And I look back a year and I'm like, you know, there's so much I didn't know a year ago that I know today. Yeah. And, and I, and I consider that a win because even though I'm surprised I didn't know what I didn't know a year ago, I'm also like, that means I'm improving. Things yeah. are getting better. And so I know this is a desire that each one of us has. Yeah. However, there's a downside <laughs> to the self-improvement drive. And that's that when we're dealing with the reality of today and setting goals for tomorrow, it could feel like we're just not moving fast enough or that our progress isn't as good as others. I know that I struggled with this for a long time because I set very high standards for myself. I am harder on myself than anyone could ever be, (laughs) right? I'll beat myself up before anybody else does. But that's because I have a desire to be better. Unfortunately, though, when you set goals, when you have that desire and you set goals to accomplish the things you want to accomplish, you want to get there right away, right? You have this desire to get there. So when we look at finances, a lot of times when we experience financial stress and identify what it is, We want to eradicate it. We want to fix it right away. But as we know, many times that's not possible, right? If there's a lot of debt that needs to be paid down, that's going to take time. If there's a a disagreement between you and your spouse on how you're going to handle finances, that's going to take time to put a plan in place, to work through the kinks, to find agreement. And that's just unfortunately going to make you feel sometimes that it's just not going well, that you're not improving. But I would say that if whatever goals you set to get to that better financial place that you celebrate the wins every day. Every day, if you move incrementally every day and improve in some way, you should give yourself the credit. This is where self-improvement people are kind of hard on themselves because they see the target, they're driven and passionate to get there, and the small increments just feel like it's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to find ways to say, hey, I did this today, whether it's writing it down, whether it's having somebody affirm it. Because if you don't, especially when it comes to finances, you will quit before you reach your goal because you'll think, I'm not getting there. Mm-hmm. And that's such a such an important thing to not get into the self-improvement uh, doghouse where it's like, it's never going to be good enough. And when we have this desire to improve, but every month we see the pain of debt or the reminder of the monthly bill, or we can see that we're behind in something, or maybe maybe there's a season where you've gone without an income, and so you're not able to pay things off as quickly as you'd like, or you're going backwards. You have to know what to do with that pain. 
you have to, to take a step back and say, okay, am I going to live in this pain? Am I going to allow this to then drag me down in that negative state and let that frustration wash over me? And now, now I'm going to be triggered even as I spend and I'm making spending decisions. I'm going out and making a purchase. Uh, sometimes people will spend because it triggers a release of endorphins or a release of dopamine that makes them feel better. Um, but there's also, if you're in a really tight place financially, when you spend, it can make you feel sick. Yeah, it's emotionally it's difficult. It's emotionally difficult. And and I, and I you know what the funny thing is? I had debt. We've talked about the story. I mean, I uh, going through college, college debt, car debt, a little bit of medical debt. Um, even with all of that, I would never say that I was in a, in a horrible, horrible financial place where I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but even, even in some good seasons of life where I was doing well, because I had the wrong mindset, it caused me pain to spend money. Mm. And that's not a fun way to live life. No, That's why we have the four steps for purposeful living. And that you spend on purpose and you, you spend and you enjoy, and you enjoy it. it. That's, <laughs> That's okay. <right. laughs> yep. And then, and then you save and then you increase your margin and then you invest wisely, uh, but it, it's okay to spend. And, and so realizing where you stand, realizing what's going on, taking a step back, getting a, a fuller perspective, not being right next to the pain, but saying, okay, this is where I am today, but where am I going to be six months from now? What is my five-year trajectory? Uh, what is my life going to look like overall? I don't have to live here in this painful moment. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, the emotional side of things can keep us into a place that's unhealthy. But if we recognize it, if we really look and say, what's causing me to feel this way? And I always tell people when I'm coaching them, if you're doing your best, that should be enough. Yeah, nobody, nobody can expect you to do any more than that. So if you're doing your best every single day, not perfect. I didn't say if you were perfect every day, but if you're doing your best every day with whatever you've been given, with whatever mm -hmm. you have in front of you, do your best, right? Create a plan where it allows you to manage it better. Mm -hmm. That's a step in the right direction, right? Spend on purpose. You're literally saying, I have this much for this area. I have that much for that area. And that allows you to spend without feeling like you're making mistakes every time you spend because you've got this debt hanging over your head. And I think that's important. It's important to see the progression to have a plan, but I, I wanna say it this way, you gotta be kind to yourself. One of the things that I had to learn from others is that I am willing to give the shirt off my back to help other people, but I'm not as grace-filled about dealing with myself. And somebody had to call that out and say, you know, you will drop everything to help someone, but when it comes to helping yourself by just giving yourself a little grace, like you're really hard on yourself. Mm -hmm. and. That seems like the right thing, but it's actually very harmful. Because again, I was setting a bar that I myself could not reach. And that, that's a terrible way to live. I mean, every day you go to bed and you're like, I sucked today. It doesn't matter how many people you helped. I sucked today because I didn't meet that excellence expectation. So we have to be careful. I, mm -hmm. I just want to say this to anyone that's listening that's a self-improvement type of person. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself the grace of knowing that it doesn't have to be perfect. And I learned this recently. Small incremental wins will give you that purpose and vision for your life. If you consistently do the right thing and make mistakes, because you will, you're human. But if you're consistently taking the, the right steps, you will eventually get there. And don't try to compare yourself to someone else. It doesn't matter how Bill Gates got there, how you know Elon Musk got there. It doesn't matter. They're not your competition. You just do better every day 
and be kind to yourself because you deserve it. You're doing the right things. You're moving in the right direction. One of the most important things that you can do is invite others along the journey with you mm-hmm. and receive feedback and have somebody with an outside perspective look at your situation yeah. and coaching. Yep. And so uh, I can actually think of a situation, probably because you've told me this story, Leo, but you know, one time I think you were replacing your fireplace or you were changing out the brick in your fireplace mm-hmm. and spent all day working on it. And you took a step back and you looked at it and you're like, oh, it's just, it's just not quite where I want it to be. And a friend came over and looked at it and was like, this is immaculate. This is the best looking, you know, brick fireplace that I've seen in my entire life. And you're like, no, 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 look at this flaw over here. And like, I can't even see that. Like, you know, there's everything looks so good, but we all have our own quirks. We all have our own uniqueness, our own tendencies. We all have our own filters Mm -hmm. of life. Yeah. Um, We've had different life experiences. I, I know that people would come in for financial coaching and when I would sit down with them, uh, because I had a different lens, and I had a bigger view and a bigger perspective of finances overall, we'd sit down for about an hour and they would come in just wrecked, emotionally Mm. afraid, not sure what was going to happen, not sure what they were going to do. And after about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes, this has happened every time, but on many occasions, they would walk away feeling so relieved, so hopeful, because I was able to bring a different perspective. And we were able to set up a plan and we were able to build out um, a step-by-step process. Now, not everybody fulfilled that process. Right. There, There is hard work involved in this, but I was able to bring a new perspective. So if you in your situation can invite a friend, I would say somebody who's healthy, and I don't just mean that physically, but I mean mentally, emotionally, somebody who's wiser, who's been down the road a little bit further. If you can invite somebody, a coach, a mentor to come in and look at your situation, that outside perspective may really change the way you see the world. Oh, I so agree. Um, it is part of what brings us into the financial stressful situations many times is because we're comparing ourselves with others, right? We see what our friends drive or where they live and how they live or even our family. And we desire that. We, we want to be liked and we want to be connected with them in that way. And so comparison sometimes is the biggest reason why people even live beyond their means, right? They're trying to achieve a lifestyle that, unfortunately, their income may not be able to provide, but there's a pressure there to do that. The problem is when we live beyond our means, a lot of times the stress that comes is the result of living beyond our means. We, we get to a place where we can no longer afford that lifestyle. So it causes us to stop this pursuit of happiness through materialism, right? Because we're trying to achieve this happiness. Unfortunately, it lets us down every time. So when we compare, we get to a place of financial stress. But the next step is really important. So what do we do? Regardless of how we got there, maybe it was comparison, maybe it was other things. Whatever got you to a place of financial stress, you have to realize that whatever's happening in your life, you have a choice. You can either take it and become angry, you can be a victim. You can play the, the uh, it's not fair card. But ultimately, financial stress is an act. It's an event in your life that should trigger you to make some changes, to change that perspective. And if you can accept this, financial stress can actually be a good thing. Yeah. It, it can actually be a good it'll thing. Be it, was for, <laughs> it was for me and Natalie. It was difficult. I didn't say it was easy. It was difficult, but it was a great thing for us. 
the financial stress we experienced 27 years ago that caused us to change our perspective and change the way we were managing money from that point forward has brought us to where we are today. And that's a good place. It's a far better place than where we were then. But it was a bad thing from a, you know, having to walk it out. But it was a good event that caused us to make a change. So I do want you to understand, I want you to really embrace this. Financial stress can be a good thing if you do the right thing with it. When you're faced with the truth of your financial circumstance and you actually stop and look at it, you get to choose what path you're going to move down mm. moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and I like what you said. You're not a, a victim of your circumstance, although your circumstance may not be good. Uh, you may you may have been born into a tough circumstance. Yeah. You may have made some choices that landed you in a tough circumstance. There may have been some things completely outside of your control that make it a tough circumstance. But you get to choose the path that you move down. And this is one of the things that I really love about the country that we live in today is that overall, uh, the society benefits and rewards intelligence and conscientiousness. And let me define those things. When I say intelligence, I don't mean IQ. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't mean something that's set in stone that you'll never get to change. But I mean the ability to acquire and apply knowledge and skills. If you, if you apply the knowledge and skills that you have, if you acquire new knowledge and skills, there will be a benefit in your life. That's mm -hmm. why we have all the self-improvement books. Right. You learn, you grow, things will get better. The conscientiousness side of that is that uh, you have a desire to do what is right. And especially in the area of your work and almost like a duty to follow through and be respectful and honoring in the work that you do. Yeah. If you work hard, if you do what is right and you work hard and you apply new skills, you learn new skills, you take knowledge and you apply it to different circumstances, our society rewards that. Mm. The country we live in, um, you're not stuck. Uh, no matter who you are, no matter where you're from, there is incremental improvement and it's day by day and it can be uh, difficult and it can be painful, mm -hmm. but it it's an open is. door and it usually is. Yeah. But it's an open door. And I believe uh, I believe our, our system and our society rewards that here in the U.S. But I believe that those are universal truths. Mm. No matter where you are, uh, it may be a lot harder yeah. based on a system. And there are some systems in place in the U.S. that make things harder for different people. And that's, that's true. And it's not healthy and it's not good. And we should shift some systems. But you still have the ability and probably in the U S is one of the greatest places in the world mm -hmm. to be conscientious and use your intelligence. And if you don't feel like you have a super high Q, that's okay. Go learn and, and find some new skills. That's okay. You can, there, there's ways out there for free to do it. So when you use intelligence and conscientiousness, you can change your circumstance. I so agree. And, and you're right, David. I mean, there are different scenarios that people are facing and some have more opposition. But the one thing you cannot take away from anyone, especially in our country, is the ability to do something, right? I mean, not everything is a barrier. Not everything is a block. I think sometimes, though, in certain circumstances, we are all subject to saying, I can't do that or I don't have that opportunity. And the reality is that when we start thinking that way, it, it literally shuts everything down, mm -hmm. right? It closes every door. There's no creativity. There's no other avenues. 
And I think it's important to realize that when we embrace a negative perspective on our situation, it shuts the doors of creativity in our mind, right? And it puts us in a position where we're like, huh, that's it, there's nothing I can do. And I think to a degree, we almost, I know I did this, we started to blame other people. Mm. Like I should have, you know, my parents should have done this. They should have taught me about this. Why did I have to experience this? Somebody should have done something <laughs> right. to prevent this from happening in my life. And I'm speaking out of pain. I'm speaking out of hurt. So I totally get that. But it's a moment and I need to eventually embrace the truth. Okay, that all may be true. Maybe my parents set me up to fail. But what am I doing today? Because yeah. my life's not over and there are opportunities for me to work hard. And you'll see this. I mean, if you look at any self-improvement person, mm -hmm. the primary part of that equation is hard work. Yes. Hard work. No one is going to be successful if they don't work hard. Some people get lucky, but listen, if you don't work hard, whatever wealth, whatever financial status or position you gain will eventually be lost. You won't be able to keep it. We talked about this. If you don't have the intelligent education to keep what you receive, you'll eventually lose it. That's why wealthy people keep getting wealthier. I know, I know that's not a popular thing in our country. It's like the wealthy get wealthier. Well, that's because they know what it means to become wealthy and they continue to work at it. And nobody's throwing money at them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, honestly, yeah. I mean, we're buying their products, but that's not because we hate them. It's because we love them. Right. So I think it's important to just, I, again, I, the mindset and perspective is so important. And we need to embrace this. What you said, David, is that we become more equipped to deal with our own situations. Yeah. Angela Duckworth wrote a book called Grit. And it's the power of passion and perseverance. And she's talking about the power. Um, sometimes people will say, you know, I'm being held back by somebody in power. And, and Angela Duckworth, she's going and said, there is power in passion and perseverance when you choose to lean in and be passionate about something and make a difference and persevere in something. So she says that, that there's an equation and it's talent times the amount of effort that leads to your skill. And so there's talent and talent is natural. There are some natural talents you have. There's some things that, that you have to learn. But if you put in effort along with a little natural talent, you get to the skill. Mm. Then you have a skill and a skill could be a trade. A skill could be, you know, a, a, like a mechanic, a pilot, a mathematician, an accountant, a bookkeeper, uh, a songwriter, you know, anything. You have a skill. Then you take that skill and you multiply it times effort again. And that's where you get achievement. Mm. And you can change out the, the language a little bit here, but the idea is talent is a part, but it's multiplied times effort. Mm -hmm. Skill is a part, but it's multiplied times effort. Right. The effort is in the equation twice. Skill and talent are only in there once. So if you are missing some skills, that's all right. Take what talent you have and apply effort and get some skills. Right. If, if you feel like I'm missing achievements, I'm not seeing any fruit in my life. Okay, take the skills that you have, multiply that times effort, and go get some achievements, the effort matters twice as much as anything in that equation. And so I just want to say there is a power uh, to your passion and your perseverance in working hard. That conscientiousness, that, that, that desire to do what's right, even if you don't always do what's right, but the desire to do what's right and work hard will pay off in the end. So as we close, I just want to leave you guys with these thoughts. First of all, realize that financial stress can actually be an opportunity. It could be something that could be good 
to make you gain a perspective that maybe you don't have. And so don't allow financial stress or the wrong perspective to keep you in bondage. Recognize where your stress comes from and take personal responsibility. That's really all that you can do, but that's not powerless. That is actually very powerful that you can take responsibility and take action to change your circumstance. Be purposeful, but be kind to yourself. You should strive to be better. It's within you that you want to be better, but make sure that you're kind to yourself, that you give yourself the grace to make steady progress. You're not going to get there in one day. That's okay. Keep at it. Live on purpose. Don't expect everything to go perfectly, but you know, mitigate the risk and set yourself up for success. You can do that. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for this episode. And I would just ask you this favor. Would you please rate, review, and subscribe uh, on whatever service you're listening through, whether it's a podcast service, a website. Uh, this podcast is all over the place from iTunes to uh, Google to uh, every Android device that you can think of and every app that's out there. It's so cool to see it spreading all around. And we would just be so grateful if you would share an episode on your social media platform, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Let people know that we're here. Grab a screenshot maybe of the episode that you listen to and then just post it on social media. Uh, it's simple. It takes about 15 seconds and it lets other people know that we're here, especially if there's something that really benefited you. Uh, you can also personally go and find the episode notes to this show and you can look at the, the things that we talked about in writing on leosabo.com along with a bunch of other great resources. So Leo sabo.com. Uh, you can type it into Google. It'll come right up and you can find more podcast episodes that uh, you can learn a ton from the blog that Leo's written. And you can jump over to my website, stewardshippastors.com. Check out the book, Jesus on Money and learn what Jesus had to say about money and what it means to uh, just all the principles that we talk about here. Um, there's a really neat root to a lot of those principles. So check out the book, Jesus on Money. And overall, I just want to say that we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we can keep, keep getting, getting money right. Financial stress is an act. It's an event in your life that should trigger you to make some changes, to change that perspective. And if you can accept this, financial stress can actually be a good thing.